Welcome to Stat, I'm telling you all Medical true crime stories, and it gets bizarre Karen Wickham, yeah she used to work in ER And now she's sharing the knowledge, so let's get involved Ay, Funny and scary at the same time Medical mysteries, all facts, she ain't lying <laughs> So tune in to Stat, if you dare Cause crazy things can happen anytime, anywhere <laughs> Yeah Hello, 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 everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to Stat, Shocking Traumas and Treatments. And I am your host, Karen Wickham and Erica Spadafora, coming to you from beautiful Toronto, Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. Or Schwampton, as I like to call it. Schwampton. I'm actually, I always say Toronto, and, you know, it kind of is because um, Oshawa is yeah kind of it's part of the gta greater toronto area anyway um it doesn't have the best reputation but it ain't such a bad place it's not really a bad place at all actually it's uh it's it, you know what i grew up in thornhill ontario so it's about you know 40 minutes from here i honestly have lived here 13 years and i love it so i but we live in poshua which is north oshawa <laughs> so it's not like South Oshawa is um, a, a much different story, but um, yeah. it's great people's watchings. Uh, it's definitely go to the Oshawa Center if you really want to have some good people watching. Also known as the OC. The OC. What up? Orange County. Orange County <laughs> Choppers. I used to watch that show. <laughs> okay, so today's special bonus episode is on the history of the craziest well, maybe I shouldn't use that word. Well, I already have. Of the scariest mental health treatments or the scariest treatments uh, for psychiatric patients, mental health patients. And these are bad. But what? Okay, so I've already done an episode on this before. Back, it was my second episode, I believe. Right. So I decided to do like a redux on it. I decided to do this again because, well, the first one didn't sound so great. And... It has some parts in it that I think were freaking people out, like jump scare sounds and everything. So I'm going to pull it. And I'm going to. Hang on. You're afraid of jump scare sounds. Yeah. So you just want to. Yeah. yeah. You just wanted to throw them in there to scare other people, but really you were scaring yourself at the same time or. Kind of. Cool. When I went to edit it, I was like, oh, <laughs> why did I do that? And also, I didn't know how to like regulate. Uh, sound very well so it was so it's really loud so Which it's like is, me talking going this scary treatment happened and, and then there's a person going <laughs> and i think i might have lost a few people from the very early on uh because of this so this is going to re replace that episode and this is going to be so much fun because dun, 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 dun. erica has no idea i have no idea what's happening right now none so so i'm going to Everything she hears, well, you might have heard some of these cases before, but pretty much everything she's going to hear is, she's not, like, it's going to be brand new. I am always open to new experiences, so. There are a few things in here. <laughs> would you, would she, maybe I can uh, do a couple of these treatments on you. Sweet, let's, let's do this. I'm we can ready. start off with insulin therapy. I, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I am always up for some insulin therapy. Why is that? Uh, you know, um, so I, I, nobody knows out there, but I do have diabetes. She has the BDs. I do have the BDs, but I have type two diabetes. Yes. So I am only on metformin. Okay. So 
this may not scare you as much. Probably not, but let's let's give her a let's give her a whirl. If you ever wake up two days later and don't remember anything, I'll know that Karen injected me with insulin. Yeah. And you can let me know how much better you feel. I will. I think this is a great idea. <laughs> Please do it on a weekend. There's t- <laughs> There's two uh treatments here, and I'm gonna say I, I find them hilarious. You know, I'm just giving you a warning. Uh, I may seem like a, well, probably people think I'm a big jerk anyway, so. I don't think you're a jerk. Un petit peu. Un petit peu. A little bit. Uh, the only French I know is, est-ce que je peux aller aux toilettes? And I think that means, where's the bathroom? I'm not sure. So if anybody's French out there, you want to let us know what I just said? Okay, I got one for you okay, too. Okay, give it to me. Le chien dans le salle de bain avec le poupée. The dog went to the bathroom. With the doll. With the doll. Okay. (laughs) So maybe Karen needs some of these treatments. I do. Uh, Okay. Okay. So here we get started. Let's do this. Uh, In 1927, a Viennese physician, Manfred Sackle, accidentally gave an overdose of insulin and put his patient into a coma. The woman was a drug addict and woke up and declared her morphine craving was gone. Sounds good, right? Sounds good so far. Okay. Okay. He made the same mistake, in quotes again. The patient was also a drug addict, and what a dink! She also felt like she was cured. I feel so cured. Yeah. Well, what was happening? They were actually going into seizures, right? So I will cover in a second what happens with, uh, well, when you're diabetic, Okay, so give give some of the, um, Erica, when you know that your blood sugar is getting low. Okay, so I know, <clears throat> excuse me, when my blood sugar is getting low, um, I get, um, I feel tired. I feel sick to my stomach. Um, I feel hungry, but not in the sense that I want to eat anything because I feel like if I were to put anything in my mouth, it would make me feel sick to my stomach. Yeah. Um, you can sweat. Uh, you get a little bit dizzy. Um, you can become really, really irritable. Um, which I do not get. I get more like, fl- like almost like I can't focus. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's me a lot of the time, but <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's a, such a shitty feeling. And it honestly, uh, like it happened, uh, Karen and I went away, yeah. uh, earlier this year and, uh, we were in the States, um, and it happened to me and, uh, like, thank God for Karen because I, it it was rough. Like I, she went to the hotel, uh, the hotel kitchen, which was closed, just busted right in there. I, I rated it. She came, you came back with the weirdest. She came back with hard boiled eggs. Number one, protein, protein. She came back with an apple. Yes. A banana. Yes. You came back with a, a glass of milk. Yes. I came back with orange juice and <clears throat> apple juice. So I wanted to slam yes. her with the apple juice. No, orange juice. Then the apple juice. Yes. Then when you felt a bit better, because you were a trooper man, yeah, I you ch- put it down and you were like, oh yeah, but you did it. Rough. And then I thought potassium from the banana and some fruits and then some protein. And oh, was it a peanut butter sandwich in there too? I, I think? think there was some <laughs> sort of sandwich. We did go to this grocery store. No as one well, had breakfast the next day. No free bu- breakfast. No, because we ate it all, <laughs> which is totally fine. It made me feel so much better. I was kind of daring anybody to walk in because I wanted to do that. My friend is diabetic. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I said it really did not demonic. It right? was good. I was looking for a fight. Yeah. So it sucks. It's the feeling is absolutely horrible. It's the shit. So can you imagine going. being intentionally put into no. this? Okay. So taking this a little step 
further than that. So those are like, uh, well, I'm not going to say those are early signs of low blood sugar because by then you're feeling a lot of those. You're already like, oh yeah, you're yeah. yeah. So, um, so he was deliberating, deli- <laughs> deliberately overdosing his patients into coma and seizures. He then started trying it out on uh, other drug addicts and schizophrenics, and he claimed to have a 90% success rate. Come on. Especially with schizophrenics, this is what he said. So we talked about the the excess of insulin in your bloodstream causes the cells in your body to absorb too much glucose from your blood. It also causes the liver to um, release less. So basically, your body's just eating up yeah like so like your your sugar's being eaten up and the and the liver's not doing its job so it puts you into a um the combo causes the uh, glucose levels to drop dangerously low and we need sugar to fuel our body and um many things happen without it but left untreated it leads to seizures unconsciousness yeah it's so needless to say this was a very dangerous treatment it gained uh, popularity in the U.S. in the 1930s, and it was... Uh, popularity? Oh, it did. I, but you, what the thing is, is that this is one of the original shock therapies. Um, eventually, ECT, or electric convulsive therapy, as we know, where you're kind of given a jolt of, yeah. of electricity. It's happened to me once or twice, I think, <laughs> when I've... Like the car battery, stuff like that. <laughs> My son went and stuck his... Uh, he went to stick a fork in the light socket once. Amazing. I grabbed it just in time. I got You got z- it. Z- How do you feel? It didn't feel great. No doubt. He felt fine. Oh, I'm sure he did. In fact, he, I think he laughed. <laughs> um, and I had the little plugs in there, right? So yeah, like, like, he, like little childproof plugs. Yeah, yeah. I pulled it out and stuck a fork in it. Okay, well, uh, you little bugger. Kids. No more power for you. <laughs> we're going to sit We're gonna sit and eat by candlelight. And we're going to yeah, live in the dark. And we're going to cook over a barrel where <laughs> the monsters are. This didn't happen. Uh, okay. Okay. So this is considered like pre-ECT because you're literally shocking your body right. into, um, you know, uh, getting better, kind of resetting the brain. So there is a little bit of, uh, you know, there's something to it, so to speak. Here, I'm just going to flip my page. She's flipping her page, guys. She's just, she's, she should have seen her flip that page. I'm good at it. And I didn't she's even get good. a paper cut. No, she didn't. <laughs> By the 1940s, all, um, like I said, the majority of the uh, U.S. Uh, psychiatric hospitals were using okay. um, insulin shock therapy. What? It was also widely used in the U.K. Um, most of the hospitals had, okay, this is where it gets really good. I can't wait. The hospitals had oh, insulin treatment wards. Oh, a whole ward. Okay. Where some people were kept in comas for days and weeks at a time. And they were all kept uh, precariously close to death. So I want you to picture this room. Just think about 20 beds in a room, 10 on each side. They all have drips. And this is in the 1930s. 30s and 40s. So it's like, just picture the like wrought iron hospital bed, ghetto, you know, like just everything smells like. And I always picture it in black and white, even though there was color. I just automatically think there was no color in the 1930s and 40s. Yeah. So I didn't think. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, okay. So you're gonna have you have say 20 people in a room, 10 on each side, right? And you pe- have people in different stages of uh of confusion, 
yeah. convulsions, uh, moaning. Uh, like, could you imagine what no. they would be like? <laughs> rattle, rattle, rattle. <laughs> and I just, can you imagine being the nurse having to care for those people, let alone the stupid fucking dog? Sorry. Can I swear? Yeah. Okay, cool. What are you talking about? How I know, that was stupid. I didn't is- know. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> that, that, you know, that stupid fucking doctor. Like, how... I don't it creeps me out just to think about yeah. it. I mean, being a nurse myself and thinking about wandering up in between these beds at night, and they're all like, like, I picture zombies. Oh, yeah. And somebody all of a sudden, like a hand comes off a bed, falls off a bed, and you're like, whoa, that's scary. And then all of a sudden, it grabs you yep. as you're walking, like grabs your ankle. And they're like, orange juice, um, apple juice, and a banana, boiled egg. So good protein. <laughs> That's when they wake up from the coma. Yeah, this is, we're not making fun. This is, I have diabetes, so basically I can talk about it. It's like, yeah. we're, it's like we're lesbians, so we can talk about lesbian stuff and yeah. make fun of other lesbians. Exactly. I think that's fair. I, I think it's absolutely fair. Okay, cool. As long as you think it's fair and I think it's fair. Well, you guys are just going to have to like deal with it. Yeah, you really will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that that's pretty creepy. Um, not everybody was a captain this state okay some people were brought in and they would be there for hours they would put them into the coma the seizure when they hit the seizure stage they would you know wake up stay a while and then go home and some people this was getting done six days a week so <laughs> going into like seizures insulin related seizures now you have to stay at the chem the, the chemical the breakdown of your body the going sh- the shock oh the it's sh- the- <sighs> It is your body is thrown into such a dangerous state. So um, here are some of the repercussions. Um, most of the people that went through this regularly became morbidly obese because their the sugars in their bodies flying back and yeah. forth. The, the body didn't know how to handle. So which would they, I'm wondering would that it would cause diabetes? I, I yeah, that's a good point. And maybe some of them became became diabetic, but some were, yeah, they were morbidly obese because the, their body couldn't regulate sugar. It was so used to the sugar being like taken away, it would start to hold that's up. That's insane. Yeah. And then permanent brain damage. Uh, well, that's a given. Each time you go into this kind of uh, coma state or seizure state, uh, because of the mechanism, you, of course, you, you suffer yep. from brain damage. Yep. So some people were literally just... Um, incapacitated because of it that's insane i just i can't even imagine and you know um i wonder if they also experienced anal leakage where did that come from i you know what honestly i'm gonna tell you what just happened it popped into i don't even know what what did my face just look like it was just her mouth was open like just in shock like she didn't know what was happening it was but in my head i don't know how you go from seizures induced to cure schizophrenia to anal leak <laughs> because it's like your body like okay so you know when you're close to death or you di- you die your body lets go right we like so this is what happens your 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 body gets to a point all of a sudden you you know everything releases fluids come out of your body you know so i'm wondering if anal leakage is a side effect is it I'm going to say no. You know, I think sometime soon we're going to have to do an episode just strictly on anal leakage. All right. Um, Is that something? Yeah. This, You know what? I'm going to put it out there to you guys. Let us know if you want. Anal leakage, guys. Anal leakage. The causes, the long-term effects. The concerns. 
that embarrassment is there a market for uh products to help with it yeah like a you could do like a instead of a tampon it's like a tampon for your butt so kind of like a butt plug tampon erica i'm going too far here um you might wake up in a couple days with a butt plug no uh not remembering what happened and you know insulin like like we talked about Guys, it's fine. Everybody in my family was basically diabetic and was on insulin. It's fine. My brother and my dad were diabetic as well, and it runs in my family. I am Me knock too. on wood, knocking on my head. Yeah. Not, not, and I hope I never to be. We're not making necessarily. We're not trying to make fun of a terrible disease. But Again, I have diabetes. It's fine. I I'm allowed to make fun of it. I have the damn disease. Thank you, Dad. Oh yeah, no kidding. Eh? Genetics. Genetics. Okay, Erica, I've got something that I don't know actually what you're going to think about this. I'm a little nervous because just before this, she said, I'm going to send you a picture and you're not allowed to look at it until I tell you. So That's right. I, I have it in my hand. I haven't opened it. So I've I'm also waiting. got a clip of uh, an audio clip for you. Uh, this keeps getting better and better. Okay. So <laughs> this next one is called trepanation. Trepanation. You know what that is? No. Okay. It's the drilling of circular holes, most time removing chunks of a skull from their head. Oh. They did. So this goes back to 6500 BCE. Before Edna? (laughs) The holes were found in the skulls of ancient people from archaeological digs. Now, what you're doing is uh so they did this to let the demons out but it was believed that mental illness was caused by demons inhabiting the skull it's true isn't it yeah oh and this was done in an unsterile sometimes filthy environment without anesthetic so what you're doing is you're actually exposing the dura matter a thick membrane that surrounds and protects the brain and spinal cord it is the outer layer of the meninges uh, among other things, among, among other things, <laughs> putting the patient at high risk for infection, meningitis, meningitis. Now this gets better. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to look at this picture. I'm, I, it's killing me. Believe it or not, this practice is still happening. No, it's not. There are people out there that are still drilling holes in their heads. It's called self-trepanation. They do it themselves. Because there's no doctor or anybody that will do it for them. Say they drill their own holes in their heads. But is it? Are they drilling their the hole? Hang on a second here. Are they drilling the holes in their heads because they still think that there's demons? Uh, no. This one is this woman here, Amanda okay. Feeling. Oh, Fielding Amanda. did it okay. to open up her mind. Okay. Uh, these people are out there that are still drilling holes in their heads. And why? For some, believe it, there's a couple that do it for extreme body modification. Okay. And others, like Amanda Feeling, drilled a hole in her head to open up her mind. She did it herself because no one would find a doctor that would do it. Look at the picture. Oh, God. Are you fucking kidding me? Tell the listeners what you're looking at. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I'm assuming this is her? Yeah, that's her. Okay. So she is uh, looking at herself in a mirror. So this is the picture. She's she's wearing sunglasses and what looks like a tape helmet <laughs> um, with um, kind of like a, a, like a U-shape cut out in the, the top. 
Um, and she's drilling into her own head and there's blood running down her face. But into the, her forehead. Into, yeah, into her forehead. And the best part is, though, she's wearing sunglasses. Uh, maybe to keep the blood out of her eyes? Um, or she wears her sunglasses at night. So I can, so I can. Yeah. That's a creepy song. But um, I don't. I'm so traumatized by this. Oh, I didn't mean to traumatize you. No, traumatize. I like, I listen, this stuff, like seeing this stuff, I just, I can't, but like, she's got a straight face. Straight face. Oh, no, she's There's dead no, serious. There, how painful would this have been? I think when you're determined to do anything, that is sort of in the backseat. Okay, so I've got a video clip of her talking about it. This I is an interview. Okay. And so you'll hear the the man interviewing her. Okay. And I think he's a little out of it himself. Okay. And he's uh, probably drilled a few holes in his head. He didn't look like it, but maybe, you know, his hair is covering it up. Okay. Let's, All right. Let's listen. Um, was that a scary thing for you to do? Was that a, a statement that you wanted to make? Or how did that come about? Right. Well, um, I think it's fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'm still, in fact, I'm saying to myself, now the drug policy solved and the psychedelics are pretty well, the door's opening. Next thing is opening the door to research into trepanation. Because um, the hypothesis is it improves the cerebral circulation by giving back the possibility for the blood to express itself in the heartbeat. And that little bit of extra blood pressure. As she's leaking um, cerebral spinal fluid down makes her forehead. the cerebral spinal fluid, which is other hey fluids, girl, have hey. a better circulation. So it's a little bit more active, more alive, the cerebral circulation. And after all, everything happens in okay. the brain. Hold and on. it's known that from 13 to 21. Okay, number one. So when I'm looking at the picture, she looks to be about anywhere from, I'm going to say, 18 to 25. That's the age, I guess. In the clip, she sounds like she's 823 years old. <laughs> so I don't understand. Can you help me, please? Because Well, I mean, this is an interview when she was a bit older. What, 823 years old? Yeah, but I think she probably always sounded like that. When she was a little kid, she's probably like, I was a cup of tea. Your daughter has had a stroke. No, that's the way she talks. No, she's drilling holes in her head. She was trying to open up her mind. So that is trepanation. What'd you think of that one? What'd you think of Miss Fielding? Listen. Even for body modification, I cannot see how that has any sort of... I, I don't even know what to say. I think it's... That's insane. <laughs> like, to drill a hole in your head. Yep. Like a bowling ball. Yeah, so I can... I, I look back to... Like a bowling ball. <laughs> that's a good way that's to throw some... That's a hold of finger. That's a... <laughs> It's a cool, good way to throw someone down a set of stairs. It sure is. Come over here, pinhead. <laughs> I can't. I, I just, I don't understand. Could you imagine? Strike the wall. <laughs> we have too much fun with this. I know. I know. This is not about. Okay, look at I'm, I'm cool with the ancient peeps doing it. Like going, all right. All right, let's try this. The you know, demons. And, and it happened before Edna. So. <laughs> I get that. I, I get it. 
but in nowadays you know, modern days i mean this i don't know when she did this this was but in modern times she I was mean, wearing she, it wasn't in black and white guys the picture was in full color there was there was color in the world so then. it was at least the 60s yeah 70s 80s, 80s 90s and today yeah okay so the next subject we're going to move on to is okay. hydrotherapy Great hydrotherapy. Doesn't it sound nice? Sounds great. Go into a spa, floating around in a hot spring. Peaceful. um, You know what? I love soaking your troubles away. I love soaking a trouble away. This is not the kind of hydrotherapy that I'm talking about here. Uh Uh-oh. It was a popular treatment for mental illness in the early 20th century. Wow. Yeah. So here's an example why someone would get hydrotherapy. Well, first of all, let's talk about the certain types of hydrotherapy. Okay. Being sprayed with a hose with ice, uh, like ice cold water. Great. Hydrotherapy. Or being put into ice cold baths. Great. Or athletes do that. Yeah. uh, For hours at a time. Uh, Placed in a tub with warm water for two, three, four days at a time. Is it constantly warm? I don't know. Would your body keep it warm? But these are just examples. We're going to get into a little bit more, but I'm going to tell you some reasons why you would be getting hydrotherapy. Okay. This is a great one. If a woman would not have sex with her husband, (laughs) they would be forced to go to the hospital, be stripped, blindfolded, and tied to a chair and have, um, and be hosed down aggressively. Not like a little dribble dribble. We're talking like almost fire hose for up to two hours at a time. Because she wouldn't have sex with her husband. Yeah. See, this... Oh, don't even get me started with this shit. Okay, so basically, she can be hosed, or she can be raped by her husband, because basically she's saying, no, I don't want to, so then she's kind of giving into it, so she's having sex against her will. What does it say? Like Now, I mean, obviously the guy's got to be a bit of a psycho already and she's in a, ba- in a bad situation if she's brought to a hospital and forced to be like basically punished for not having sex with him. And it was enough of a thing that it was a thing. I don't understand though how, like what was that, what was the purpose of hosing her down? Like this was a therapy. Well, shock therapy, right? So shock so therapy. It would shock her into how, wanting to have sex with... Well, because she's mentally ill. So this will like shock her out of her mental illness and want to have sex with her husband. However, understand. Okay. Women were not to have any sex drive, right? It was only in those days. In the men. About the, the men. men yes. Were, so this is the 1800s, right? right? Late 1800s, but actually early 1900s as well. So, but okay. I can't, How- I can't imagine that there weren't loving men. Until recently. No, of course there there was loving men. I, there's still loving men. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't think that there were men that were so horrific that they would take their wives to a mental hospital to be uh-huh. hosed down. To, I mean, yeah, I, I believe. I'm there, sure there was. No, there, well, clearly there was. Yeah. But I'm thinking that how many could there have been? Because it's like saying prior to 19 so-and-so. All men were assholes. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't believe I that. I don't believe that either. I, I, so whoever was doing this were the ones that probably needed to be hosed down and keep their little gentleman under control. And I bet you they had like Napoleon syndrome. Like they were these tiny little, like, like I need to s- keep their little gentleman asleep. I'm going to, I'm going to say it was almost like a button on a fur coat. <laughs> That's what these men were working with. A button on a fur coat. Did you like that? Karen? That was a good one. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so many times, so m- most times this was happening was used as a punitive measure and the patient uh, 
char- was charged with things like acting silly or laughing or trying to escape or just like oh trying to escape what a yeah or pissing a, their husband off or you know whatever oh my god so but it's in those days like if you just laughed in a weird way people would be like oh that person's odd if you were odd it was considered outside if you were an alcoholic you know like there was there was so many there was no tight definition and you would, it's almost like you just you might as well just run away and join a freak show yeah like how, uh, that's one subject I think we should talk about. Uh, that is actually uh, one. Yeah. Uh, so during the Renaissance, patients would be immersed in freezing cold water to the point of death. What? I don't know if they knew much about uh, hypothermia in the Renaissance era. I'm going to guess they learned about hypothermia in the Renaissance <laughs> era. <laughs> exactly. Era. Area. Um, <clears throat> so like you would expect, people didn't always die from hypothermia. They also died from drowning. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hospitals also put patients into warm baths. That lasted uh, for days at a time. And first a patient would be wrapped in wet blankets and then wrapped up with a rubber sheet around them. And then they would sweat for hours at a time and then be put in these baths. Other treatments, (laughs) some of these are good. Other treatments included sitting in a half bath. So just up to your like waist, I guess. Nippy nips. Nippy nips. Uh, or lying on the floor with the back of your head in a tub. Like a little tubby tub. Like a like at the hairdressers. Yes. Okay. But you'd have to lie on the floor. So your uh, neck is like Um Or just <laughs> This is my favorite. I don't even know what this says because she's just reading it <laughs> off of a, a page. So Or with just their butts and bits sitting in water. <laughs> that would make you feel like you had to pee and poo, I think. Maybe you did. It's like, you know, when you get into a car and it's... Tell me like if the- you're in a bathtub for days at a time, where are you evacuating? Are you floating around with Hen- oh, Henry bars like for <laughs> Mr. Biggs. Mr. Biggs. Uh, maybe they give them time to get out to go to the bathroom. Would they, you think? You ever notice that... Um, what's the little chocolate cereal that with has... Cocoa Puffs? Yeah. Is there like a bunny or something or a rabbit on Cocoa Puffs? I think it's a bird. Oh, you ever notice that it also looks like the poop of the same animal that's on the box? Huh, it does. Coincidence? I think not. Okay. <laughs> so the last We're is- not high. I just want to state this. I don't know what you keep saying it. They should know by now that <clears throat> we're, uh, this is us. It's uh, a good TV show. The next one is, uh, yeah, the douche bath, where water was Ooh. constantly showered as they sat naked and sometimes in a straitjacket on the floor- Again, for hours at a time, and a, you know, a, a douche, a shower. That's French, I guess. For isn't a douche like when you clean out your a cavity? Yeah, but a douche it comes from the French word shower. Oh, I'm gonna be like, hey guys, be right back. Just going for a douche. Exactly. <laughs> That's insane. So it's like a summer's eve shower. Ooh, <laughs> I can imagine the smell of that. Well, I think it comes odorless. Uh, and I'm going to hope fre- so. Fresh, uh, fresh, fresh daisy breeze. I hope so. <laughs> fresh daisy breeze. Fresh laundry. Okay, so here's another one. So basically, these baths fell from anywhere between soothing and torture. Because, I mean, I, if you're... We're soothing. Up, well, I guess if you're lying in a warm bath, the first bit would be soothing. But if you're laying in it for four days, what's going to happen to your skin? <laughs> laugh yeah well that's what would happen to your skin i guess so. 
I think it, would it like wrinkle to the point that it would expand to such a size that it would fall off you when you got out? Probably. Like You'd probably skin. end up with mass infection as well after Ugh. that. I, I, I would, I'm going to assume. So this last one, the titles of these things are the best. It's called The Bath of Surprise. <laughs> the Bath of Surprise. I want one of these tonight. Yeah, it is the original dunk tank. Only it was for the mentally ill. Uh, agitated patients would be dunked into ice cold water without warning and would be shocked into submission. Okay, just joking. I don't want one tonight. <laughs> yeah, you changed your mind. So could you imagine you're like, oh, I don't know, hallucinating or maybe there's nothing wrong with you at all. And you're forced to sit on this bench or something and dunked into ice cold no, water. So no, yeah, I think, well, maybe your heart would stop. Your heart uh, definitely in, stop. in some people. But yes, that uh, that's your hydrotherapy. I mean, I, athletes do it. Uh, yeah, willingly, knowing willingly, what they're getting into. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Can you imagine being, I don't know, like schizophrenic or you're bipolar and you're you're in a manic high and you're hallucinating? Do you? <sighs> okay, and then now you're dunked into an ice cold bath. Tell me that that's not, I mean, for some people it would sedate them. It would make them go, Ugh, right? I think for a lot of people it would be a punishment. A huge punishment. I mean, a lot of these treatments are punitive. But where do you draw the line? You know, like they didn't draw it anywhere. Well, I don't think so. Okay. So the next one, I'm sure you've heard about this one. Okay. This I can't wait for. We'll see if I've heard about this one. I just hit the microphone. Sorry, guys. Microphone? What are you talking about? There's no microphones here. Remember Britney Spears? (laughs) I got to tell you something about this girl that I saw at work. Okay. Only the people that I work with that I told. You know what I need? I need one of those microphones that uh, face me. We need a lapel mic. Because right now I'm like, like a boss. A laverier. That's what it's called. <laughs> What's laverier? A laverier. <laughs> That's a lapel mic. Is it? Yeah. So why can't we just call it a lapel mic? Because laverier. No. Oh. Britney Spears. Go on. Okay. So, you know, Britney's mic like that she wears. And I think it's oops. I did it again. Yeah. Like she's got like the oops. I did it again. I played with your heart. heart. Got lost in the game. Oh, uh, uh, oh, baby. Oops, I again. Uh, blade with your heart. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. okay. So she wears this to work. Why? I, I think it's like for her phone. But update that shit. You know how you can get the ones that like go right into your ear and you can barely see it? Yeah. Why can't she have one of those? But instead, she has a mic that comes right to her fucking mouth. What is she, like 600? She's probably like in her 40s. So like younger than me. Yeah. Lord, I I, don't. I I thought only like middle-aged men that wore like white socks and, and you know. And Clearly at the post office, it is not like that. <laughs> Maybe she just feels like she has to have something close to her mouth. I, I mean, I don't know. Wow. She needs a she needs a hidden one. Can I go to work with you one day just to. I think so. I'm going to see. I'm going to bring you for bring your kid to work day. Okay. <laughs> I'm short. Can I wear the jacket? You can totally wear the jacket. Can I throw some mail in a box? Yeah, you can. Okay, so the next one I think most people have heard about this. It's hysteria therapy. Oh, you've heard of it? Yeah. Okay, so let's go through it anyway. So did you know that hystera is Latin for uterus? I did. And hysterectomy. That's right. And hysteria is is defined as the wandering womb. It is considered the root cause for all mental illness in women. (laughs) So I just picture this pissed off uterus. A man said this, just... A man made this up. But I picture a pissed off uterus putting on its coat and saying, fuck you guys, I'm going home. And just walking <laughs> fuck around. Fuck you guys, I'm out. Yeah, this is walking around the body. Oh, this feels like a nice warm place to be. <laughs> like, you know the little baby things that I just showed I you? I like the heart better than the bladder. 
I don't like being near that bow, but I'll snuggle up to the <coughs> liver. Or I'll snuggle right in between them two lungs. Karen, I'm going to tell you guys a little something about Karen. So Karen's going to go home tonight. And I'm going to ask her to draw me what she... <laughs> What she thinks this angry uterus looks like. Okay, I will. And I love drawing. She's gonna draw this, and we're gonna post it on on our on our Facebook page. Okay, because I have the picture totally in my mind. She does. I I can almost see it as well, and I want to see if minus. You know what? Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna draw a picture of the uterus, the angry uterus. Oh my god, uterus. Yeah. You're gonna draw a picture of the angry uterus, and we're gonna post them side by side. Okay, but you're an artist. My drawings you are, are an terrible. artist as well. Okay, okay, no, they're not. Okay, guys, Karen wait is you a see. freaking incredible artist. Okay, <laughs> she is. Okay, uh, you know what? We're gonna d- just go. Like we're just gonna go. We're gonna draw them. I'm not gonna be arty or anything. We're just gonna go. Okay, we're gonna do it. It's on. Done. It'd be cool if they looked exactly the same. I know. Let's see how connected we really are. Let's mess with people and just post the same picture. Okay, of one of ours. Done. We shouldn't <laughs> say anything, but oops. oops. I did it again. Okay. So, uh, symptoms of the wandering uterus. So, the symptoms of hysteria okay. are the wandering uterus. I don't know how you'd figure that out. Oh, God. The uterus is wandering what again. Do you, do you like palpate their abdomen and say, oh, it's over here. There it is. In your ankles again. It's like a prolapse. No wonder your shoes don't fit. Hey, prolapse. That would be wandering because your uterus it's just has like, come out. And it is leaving. Oh, it's <laughs> out of the building. It is leaving. It is like Elvis it's right like out of the building. Elvis. Elvis. Oh, I tried to put Elvis, Elvis in uterus. Yeah, I can't do it. You to Elvis. UD. Okay. So uh, irregular emotions. <laughs> uh, A period. Or, um, caused by animal spirits. Uh <laughs> Sexy thoughts because women don't have sexual desires. That's only for men. I don't. Fainting. Do you, Karen? No, no. Uh, <laughs> outbursts, nervousness, irritabil- irritability, and <laughs> and the vapors. I feel so tired, so very tired. I just can't do it all. Junk here, junk there, junk everywhere. What the fuck? I have no idea where it came from. I Karen needs to be. I like, just harnessed okay. this wandering uterus hysteria. She did because this is what she did. Oh, let me just describe to you, <laughs> you guys what she did. She just she closed her eyes. She went in the moment. She put her hand, the back of her hand, to her forehead, <laughs> like she was in what is that? Sweet Magnolia, something like that movie. Was that what it's called? Sweet Steel Steel Magnolia, Sweet Magnolia, whatever the fuck it's called. Fried green tomatoes. Fried green tomatoes. Kathy Bates. <laughs> she put her hand up to her forehead, like she was just. Oh, woe is me. Yeah. It was good, Karen. You got to be in fucking movies. Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. As a wandering uterus. As a wander- wandering uterus four. <laughs> Come into the spotlight, please. Wandering uterus four. Wandering uterus. And I'll be like, junk here, junk there. And they'll be like, you have no lines. But like, I have lines. <laughs> I'll show you my lines. I'll show you my lines if you show me yours. Yes. Getting back to lines, getting back to hydrotherapy and wrinkles. And we're back. And here we are. So um, so the treatment was a physician would induce hysterical paroxysm, otherwise known as orgasm, by massaging the woman's nethers. What part of the nethers would they massage to make a woman orgasm? Because let's be honest. Let's Probably just- their taint. <laughs> probably their fucking date they'd be like let's take a second and talk about this for a sec karen put your book down okay 
go, Erica. <laughs> like you said, taint. Have you? Uh, clearly, we've all watched porn in our lives. I don't know if everybody has. I, uh, I've never watched any. You're a liar. <laughs> I'm not lying. Ever. You've never seen porn. Never. I, you're a liar because you should see your face right now. <laughs> so when you see. Okay. I watched the L word. Yeah, me too. But that's not like porn. <laughs> um, It's like you you watch this porn and I'm not saying every man because I'm sure some men have it. You know, they're good. And I'm not being a man hater. I actually love men. One of my best friends is a man. And I have the best son in the land. You know what? Let's just touch on that. This, let's touch within the subject, within the subject, within the subject. <laughs> touch, get it? Touch on it. Oh, yeah. oh. I think a lot of shitty <laughs> stuff is thrust upon men yeah. to like, this is how you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I think it's crap. And I think that the majority of men are, are decent human beings. Yes. And I try to raise my son to respect himself and to respect everyone. And that's my soapbox. It just fell off. <laughs> Now go. I can't hear what I was talking about. Oh. <laughs> Karen's son, by the way, guys, he's he's fucking handsome. Oh, yeah. He really is. <clears throat> Didn't get it from me. He got it from Karen. I've been told I'm a he, handsome, handsome he, little fella. He clearly didn't get his height from Karen. <laughs> no, he's like, I'm a 6'1". Karen's about 4'2". <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have to pick her up to get in the car. <laughs> I put her on her phone book. Actually, Erica like ins- tells me to turn my car off and on when I'm driving. It's a push button start, and I haven't had one before. And I go to get out of the car. She goes, "Did you turn it off?" No, thanks. <laughs> now, if anybody else did that, I'd be like, "What do you mean?" I was just turning my back for a second with Erica. I'm like, "Yeah, she knows me. It's all right." I yeah, it's mind. fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally okay. And what was my answer? Like 100 percent of the time, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, I did. Did you turn the car off, Karen? Uh, no. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> But Karen, we're already at the door to the store. I, oh, I gotta go back. To Do you have the keys? Where's uh, the keys? Where's my keys? Uh, in that, in the front, yeah, in the it's, car. It's still in the car. So basically, somebody's stealing your car, Karen. <laughs> I know where my car is anyway. <laughs> That's about all she knows. I can watch it on my phone yeah. and drive away. <laughs> where are you going? I'm not in it. Holy, Holy crap! Okay. Oh. Now, okay. you're gonna talk about maybe men knowing what to do. Okay, yeah. So, um, you you look on you, you watch a porn. Generally, the man is going to like he thinks he is just rocking it, and she's paid to make it look like she's feeling good. But he it, exactly like you said, he looks like he's fucking rocking her taint. No, <laughs> listen, the taint. I'm sure you know some women like you know a little bit of that, but I'm telling you, you're not gonna have an orgasm. Take that, the truth. <laughs> This episode, I've got ten. Brought to you by Taint. <laughs> T to the A to the I to the N to the T. All right, Erica. Okay. Finish what you're saying. No, I'm just saying it's just I don't see how, you know, these these men think that they're... What's uh, happening right now? Sorry, I was just checking on something. Oh, okay, good. Oh, I thought phone. you were going to show me a taint. No, no. <laughs> You never know what I'm going to show Erica a picture. I, I get nervous. She's like, where do you find this stuff? Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to look up a taint. <laughs> no. I'm don't showing you. I don't want to see it. it to you. I'm a nurse. I've seen too many. You know, it's it just it, men. You know what? Are you trying to say Ask that? How, how, how did these male doctors know how to bring about uh, hysterical paroxysm or whatever? Yeah. At, Here's the thing, though. This led to the invention of vibrators because these poor yeah, it did. doctors' hands were getting too tired. There's a show 
Um, and it's called, I think it's called Sex. It's a like Netflix show or something. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't even know if it's on Netflix, but look it up. It's really good. Um, it's, uh, I don't even know how many seasons it was, but um, it's it's really good, and it talks about the invention of vibrators and all this kind of cool stuff. So, it these kind of things that just. It was never talked about before. It was so you even even when we were younger, you oh, couldn't no. say vibrator. Oh my god! No, no, you couldn't talk about no anything. It's 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 crazy. I still have this like because you know we're both Catholic, right? Yeah, and so but I still have this like Catholic sort of guilt thing. Like I'll be saying so. Excuse me. I'll be saying something, you know, and I'll be like, oh, is is that is that. Uh, inappropriate i mean yeah i guess it is inappropriate i guess it's the company you're in right yeah it's it definitely is and uh and i don't know I, it's just funny how the stuff we can talk about now like even commercials for pads i yeah but i've never seen anybody have a blue period before i have and, never seen anybody have a blue period and, and if you do have a blue period out there we'd like to hear about it yeah uh, just no pictures. We'll take your word yeah. for it. But we do want posts of your taint, everybody. Uh, so, Erica! <laughs> I know you're kidding. If I get one fucking taint picture. If I get a taint picture. Guys, I'm telling you. Listen, it better be a pretty taint. <laughs> I mean, Forward we don't to want Erica any taint. Spadafora <laughs> in Oshawa, Ontario. <laughs> okay, so we need to get onto this next okay, one. Okay, let's go. This one's my absolute favorite. Okay. Is it better than the taint? This is one of my most favorite things I've ever heard about in life. Give it to me. It's called rotational therapy. You just told me. <laughs> I didn't tell you about it. I no, just, you told I just me told you rotational the name. therapy. Okay. There's just so much to this. It's Is just, it spinning? Charles Darwin's grandfather, oh. Erasmus Darwin, was a physician, a philosopher, and scientist. But he really wasn't good at any of them. So he was like the, the dumb, the dumb relative. He was rarely taken seriously. But he was the one that invented the swinging chair. Like a swing? Okay, wait to hear this. Okay. The logic was that if sleep didn't cure mental illness, then spinning them around really fast would. I would have died. A person would be placed in a chair that was elevated off the floor. Okay. Often, in fact, often with a box either around their head or their body, so they could not see anything. And they were spun around until they were dizzy, nauseated, vomiting, and they knew that they had hit the right point when they had uncontrollable bowel movements. <laughs> so shit was just flying everywhere. So when they got past the dizzy, nauseated, vomiting part, once you shit yourself, they know you're there. You're cured. Uh, this treatment was approved by Dr. Benjamin Rush, who is considered the father of American psychiatry. It became quite popular in the U.S. and England. Unsurprisingly, it was very effective as a threat. I will spin you around till you shit yourself. So help me God. <laughs> it is one of my favorites. Uh, so Charles Darwin's stupid grandfather <laughs> came up with the idea that if sleep didn't cure you, shitting your pants would. Spinning you around until you vomit and shit yourself is going to. And surprisingly enough, someone that was like going ape shit, they'd say, swing a chair and they'd go, oh, no, I'm fine. I mean, I think this is this is one we could try ourselves. <laughs> No, I don't like. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to the park, and I'm just gonna spin you in one of those things. No, I'm gonna spin you in one of those Mm -hmm. things because I can't stand spinning, and I don't like heights. I'm a puker. Just oh, yeah, I'll puke all over the place. No, no, thank you. Thank goodness, mental health isn't being treated like it was back in those days. 
Now with awareness and education and information, there are many services out there for us to receive help. But how do you choose? When I was approached to do sponsorship for BetterHelp, I jumped all over it. BetterHelp is a company that I am proud to endorse. Back in the day, there wasn't a service like this. And as I spoke about this before, I have PTSD. And I think this is one that I totally would have used because I can access this help in the safety of my own home, confidentially, privately, and secured online, face-to-face video chat, on the phone, and by text. In fact, I have signed up for these services, and so far, my experience has been incredible. They have special counselors in depression, anxiety, relationships, grief, self-esteem, family conflict, LGBT matters, and others. Everything is confidential. They have 3,000 licensed therapists in the U.S. and available worldwide. It is affordable, and financial aid is available for those who qualify. STAT listeners get 10% off your first month with a discount code STAT. So head on over to betterhelp.com STAT and begin your journey to mental wellness. All right, so let's move on to gynecological surgery. This is, okay, go ahead. So not all of these are, are funny. I mean, um, <clears throat> I guess we can argue that none of them are, but. I think we could argue that they are. So. But some of them I just think are, they just, they're terrible and. Torture. Yeah. So this one, we should be proud of Canada. Oh, um, Canada. Yeah. Oh, Canada. Yeah. In 1895, the superintendent of London Asylum in Ontario, in London, Ontario, was a great advocate of gynecological surgery as a method of treating female patients. Oh. He performed over 200 surgeries on women living at the London Asylum and claimed a high success rate in curing them of their mental illness. Things like removing, though this is great, okay, removing okay. and replacing their uterus into proper alignment. So he would take out their uterus and stick it in another part in their abdomen and sew it back in. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. He would also perform a hysterectomy, removing ovaries or removing lesions on their cervix or vaginal walls. Yeah, they would. he would like remove their vaginal walls and uh, to improve the patient's mental health. And although gynecological surgery was practiced in some asylums for some reasons, the idea that misaligned uteruses never really caught on. Thank God. Thank God. I... The idea that oh, just tearing apart a body of a mentally ill person was like fodder for experimentation. I can't. It just became more and more popular in psychi- psychiatric treatment as time went on. It's like, let's, what about, why why doesn't this, it's, it's all women. What did they do to the men? Well, I mean, well, some men were, were like chemically castrated and. Right. Yes. But I mean, when it comes to like, okay, I see what you're saying. When it comes to like things that are related to like gender specific. Right. Like you can't, like men weren't having, I don't believe, I don't, I've never read that where their testicles would be removed. Or contorted or, yeah, you know, their penis was tied in a knot to kind of. No, but really, like when you think about does it. Does your penis hang low? Does do it wobble, wobble to and, and fro? Can you tie it in the knot? Can you tie it in the bowl? Can you throw it over your shoulder like, like a continental, continental soldier? soldier? Does your penis hang low? If your penis hung low, look at the picture behind you. Look how high those guys' pants are. <laughs> was that to hide there? I think it was 
he's definitely it's sitting to the left in that picture for sure okay i'm not looking at okay all right so the next one is confinement i don't like this it was a popular way to help with psychiatric patients who became aggressive or agitated this is one of the worst i've ever heard okay i don't like it already you want me to stop no i want you to go okay most of us have heard of straitjackets but have you ever heard have you ever heard of the utica crib yes okay it was feared by all patients at the new york state lunatic asylum at in utica new york so there was a psychiatrist by the name of uh, dr william hammond who was dead against this uh he called it barbara barbarous barbarous <laughs> isn't it ithaca he utica it is utica yeah it's not ithaca i think there's an ithaca but this I think is utica. An ithaca too i don't know <clears throat> someplace okay. in new york um it was called um barbaric and unscientific so i want to actually read um a quote that he wrote about this okay so it goes to show you not all psychiatrists were you know out of their minds um so he wrote this it is a bed like a child's crib with slatted sides only 18 inches deep six feet long and three feet wide it has a slatted lid which shuts with a spring lock a lunatic person is put inside well um with barely enough room to turn over. Uh, there is not as, uh, there is not as much space between the patient's has, head as the lid as if they were in a coffin. Um, he is kept in the crib at the will of an attendant and the key is in the possession of the attendant and not the physician. Patients have sometimes died in these cribs. End of quote. <laughs> sometimes died? Yeah. So can you imagine? Oh, it was basically a coffin with slats so they could see out a little bit. So uh, the patient would be locked in for hours uh, with the intention of calming them down. And, but they would be kicking and screaming and feeling claust- uh, claustrophobic and trapped. Uh, so Dr. Hammond suggested a padded room would be safer, a more humane way to go. You think? You think. Oh, my God. Imagine if, if, if some of the people in there, I mean, sometimes depending on other things that were happening to them or what was going on with them. I mean, they could have had a seizure or a heart attack or, and who would have known. And the, the fact, or even that, just getting so upset to the point of vomiting and the doctor didn't have the key and you choke. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you could barely turn your head to the side. I have some pictures. I'm going to post them. Uh, so you guys can see some of the pictures. So of- it was eight, you said 18 inches. Yeah. So just under two feet. Yeah. I think my head is two feet. I think my head's two feet wide. I've got an extension head. For what, Karen? It's not even a five head. It's a six head. No forehead here. No forehead there. So, yeah, there's that one. I don't like it. That's terrible. I don't like it. All right. Next one. Okay. Mesmerism. Ooh. Australian physician Franz Mesmer, and this was in the late 1700s, believed that, okay, this is great, an invisible force pervaded everything in existence and that disruptions in this force caused pain and suffering. Okay. He felt the gravity of the moon affected the body's fluids in such a way that it caused an ocean-like tide to advance and recede in their body. And that diseases would ebb and flow at will. Ebb and flow. Now, we know some people go batshit. Some people still believe this. Yeah. I mean, full Full moons, we see it. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. Our blood's flowing like a tide? I I don't think so. 
But so his solution was to use magnets. He would place them on different parts of the person's body and they would, uh, he said it would restore the flow of the bodily fluids. But what he's most famous for was hypnotizing patients hypnotizing patients i was like what is hypnotizing do you do something with your hips <laughs> hypnotizing patients <clears throat> to help cure them of mental illness and that's it's called mesmerism right from his name mesmer mr mesmer so that's a bit of uh well i don't see how it's any more off the wall than you know some of the other stuff no it's really not all right this one i think is really cool okay i can't wait for this it's a terrible okay so what happens is awful but how they came about to figure this out i think is the coolest one out of all of these okay okay this is malaria therapy it sounds crazy yeah and it kind of is but wait just you wait okay so syphilis i think everybody knows about the std syphilis right and it's caused by a bug or um bacteria and it can stay in your body for a really long time yeah and it affects your brain yes so the end stage if we're going to put it of syphilis is it, it, it produces symptoms often undistinguishable between schizophrenia or bipolar right and al capone died from advanced or late stage uh, syphilis. That good tidbit of information there, Karen. Damn right it is. Okay, so it was during that time, the the end stage or late stage of syphilis was called GPI, uh, general paresis of the insane. Uh, in 1917, a Viennese doctor, Julius Wagner Jureg, oh, Julius, yeah, observed a patient uh, with end stage syphilis who was completely lost cognitively at cognitively became completely sane after she recovered from a high fever. Her psychosis had vanished. Now, mm. had the high fever killed the syphilis spirochettes in her brain? As we know, fevers are our natural way of fighting infection. The body heats up to such a temperature and the bacteria can't survive. I think she would have had to have a pretty high fever yep. in order for... Yep. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, that's... I mean... And I think for it, how long? The thing, well, the the thing is, if your fever lasts too long, I mean, some people as soon as they get a fever, they start taking uh, medication to help relieve right. it. And yeah, I mean, I get it, and especially you know, you don't want kids to um suffer, to suffer and stuff like that. No. But for myself, call me crazy. I've had a lot of like like sinus infectiony things throughout my life, so I try to just like let it go as long as I can. Let it go. Oh, that's right. Let it go. No, but honestly, I think I'm gonna let that fever just try to kill it and then about 18 days later i'm like i'll take some antibiotic i'll have my antibiotics now i'll have some of the cillin <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll heal up my taint too <laughs> i got a sinus infection in my taint <laughs> it's, it's causing the bubbles <laughs> i got a drip ain't a leakage i got a chronic drip of the taint Sinus taint, the tainty sinus. Is that that thing in between your nose? You know, taint? You, so you got two holes, yeah, and then this spot that divides. I guess it. you could call that's it like a taint because it's in between two holes. That's the nose taint. It's like between two ferns. It's between 
the the taint. It's like between a rock and a hard place. Uh, literally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get back to oh my god, we can never stick to one thing. No, we can't. Um I think it's called ADHD. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um actually I was put on Ritalin as a child. <laughs> you know, I wasn't, but I probably should have been. Honestly, I've I did always, a lot of weird, crazy things when I was a kid. I've always been like, like this. I did hit my head a lot as a kid. Like I knocked myself unconscious and Un- intentionally. No, like, did you like, like whack f- your head against the wall? No, like I fell out of a crib and didn't wake up till we were in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Ooh, how old were you? I was eighteen months. No, younger than that. Maybe like twelve a year. So you basically got your first concussion, concussion then. Oh, really bad. Um, yeah, I woke up. Um, they did, like they were worried because I was unconscious for like twenty minutes. That's a very long time. Yeah, and then I. Some came people to- think, oh, well, you know, how long- <clears throat> no, no, more than a, a than like a ten, fifteen seconds. Is yeah, you're, you're, you've got yourself a, a good head. Yeah, whack. So it was, it was a good head whack. <laughs> I've had. A few it con- explains a lot. I've had a few concussions. I fell in the back of my parents' car when I was six months. They had me bundled up. We left her on the trunk, guys. No, they were in a parking lot and the back door flew open. I rolled out like a little sausage. Now, did you tuck and roll is the question. I don't think I could do anything at that age. No, you kids are really hold your head up. Probably, I was a sausage. (laughs) I had the brain of a sausage. You know, kids back in those days, we just lied there. Kids now are like fucking walking at two months. I know. And we couldn't walk until we were fucking two years old. I know. I've probably I've played a lot of hockey and baseball. So I've had a good because clearly she's a lesbian. So she's played a lot of hockey and baseball. I fell off my roof twice. Of course she did. Well, you were fixing the shingles, Karen. No, I was sunbathing. Oh, of course you were. <laughs> I was 15. <laughs> I woke up. I have a funny story. I slid off with all that baby oil on me. All that baby oil. I was slicked up and she knocked out. Slick. <laughs> so you, you lubed yourself up with baby oil. Yeah. You got on the roof. Well, on I got on the roof. I got on the roof. Okay. And I threw it. I like, I whipped a towel up there. Right. And of course, those days you didn't have water bottles and stuff. No. And I went up and I lied there for I don't know how long. And uh, then I put the baby oil on and I went to get off and I misstepped like where the uh, like ease trough kind of met the ladder. No, no, I didn't use a ladder. I, I jumped up off the deck like the 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 rails off the deck. Oh, but when shit. I went to get down, I missed the rail. Of course you missed and the rail. I smacked my head. Well, as long as you didn't smack your taint. And I'm... <laughs> I'm kind of olivey colored. Yeah, so. she's she's a little olivey. Yeah, so I I I didn't really. I know I didn't Am burn. I, olive-y? I think a little, bit, a little I bit. So <laughs> I should have used all. You could oil. stick us in a martini. Yeah. That's how olivey we you are. You could cook your pasta with me. <laughs> um. Any- <laughs> so we both have had head injuries, and we're both clearly you can tell. And we both have problems. Okay. Okay. So and we both were in the nine one one. I was going to say industry. No. Uh, you you know, have to be a little off your rocker to, to kind of do that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, so thanks to our immune system, we have these fevers and different ways of fighting infection. So he tried to induce uh, fever in patients by... Okay, this is great. Oh, my God. He tried to induce fever in patients by giving them drinks with strep in it and TB. Mm-hmm. TB. Yeah. And like strep, like strep throat. Yeah. And just like, here, drink this. Drink this strap. Yeah, and it didn't work. So he injected them with blood drawn from people with malaria. So they they worked. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it worked. 
Um, the patients became ill with malaria and developed incredibly high fevers. And that's one of the things with malaria, these like horrific fevers like, that you get with you it. Like you hallucinate with these yeah, fevers. Yeah, it's terrible. Like we're <clears throat> talking 105, 106. Oh, yeah. That kind of stuff. Uh, so the, the so, um, so he was trading off one awful disease for another. Yeah. But his mind was like, well, we were already at like end stage syphilis. So let's see if this works. Uh, the results were astonishing. However, 15% of these people died from the malaria. Not funny at all. Not good odds. And it was felt that it was worth the risk, like I just said. So uh, Wagner Urig was awarded the Nobel Prize in medicine in 1927, first ever in the field of psychiatry. So as it caught on, some psychiatrists went as far. Okay. It's not good enough just to inject the malaria into your veins. No, tell me. Well, first of all, malaria is a a parasite. Yes. Right? So it's not good enough to sort of inject blood infected with this. Nope. They had to put it through their skull and inject it directly into the brain. Oh, my God. But So they did that thing before where they drilled the hole, put the malaria in. Yeah, put the malaria in, yeah. So trepanation, then injection of malaria parasite. So, but here's the thing. It was only... So they were injecting it in patients with schizophrenia. Right. And other types of mental illness. Yes. However... It didn't work. Why? Because it only worked with patients with syphilis. Right. So the theory was, and I, this is where I think it's really cool. Okay. Like it's a creepy, terrible kind of you look at it as a whole. But if you take it from a purely scientific point of view, these people had this, they had syphilis. Yes. The the live bacteria was destroying their brain. Right. Um, the fevers are known to kill bacteria. Of course. The malaria did that. It uh, it caused these high fevers that actually killed and put the syphilis in dormant, and then they were cured from the malaria, <clears throat> and then they no longer had this end stage syphilis because they probably ended up like curing them of malaria before penicillin. So in a way, I mean, it's twisted, but it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that they would do. You know what of, I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's still very. If you, you know, look at it, just do you from, think these people knew the risks before? Well, they absolutely didn't. And that's where informed consent comes in, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the doctors are like, well, if it fixes them, great. If it doesn't, they're dead anyway. That's sort of what their theory was. And that was. is a good way to look at it. And I'm sure that that's the way they explained it as well to these patients. Yeah. But I don't think, like, I think probably a lot of these patients they were just taken and like come on like what do you have to take it so far as to drilling it through their skull and into their brain i wouldn't think so well i, I mean I, if it was working just going in the vein and that's yeah, barbaric enough it is barbaric some enough. of these doctors i swear to god they were just like <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sure there's doctors like that now oh yeah we just you know we can talk about this is later. a whole other subject to talk about yeah. is medical human ex- uh, human medical experiments yeah um okay so this next one is called seizure therapy, which is another form of shock therapy. Yeah. Um, but this particular drug they used was called metrazole. Now I covered this. Metrazole. Yeah. I, I covered this. In fact, some of these, these I covered when I did um, the history of lobotomy, the Dr. Freeman stuff. Yeah. Because I got into uh, uh, talking about some of the terrible treatments because the 1920s and 30s were really bad for these, these I would treatments. not want to ha- I I would not want to have been alive back then. Like late 1800s but there for some reason in the the between the 20s like mid 20s to the like very early 30s uh sorry early 40s late 30s. Right. They were doing all kinds of crazy shit to people. Like it just seemed like it, throughout history there couldn't have been a more concentrated no. time when yeah. they were like yeah. just going for it. Um so 
there is this uh, Hungarian pathologist by the name of Ladislav von Maduna. Your pronunciation is just off the charts. It is. I can't say other words, <laughs> but I can say these like... That's right. He pioneered the idea of seizure therapy. Um, he entered into psychiatry, so he was a pathologist, right. and he entered in psychology into, in 1927. Um, he observed that epilepsy... So this is these great oh, observations. Gosh, here we go. He observed that epilepsy and schizophrenia was rare, and epileptics developing schizophrenia was also rare. So here, here, here's my... This is how I see how he came to this conclusion. Okay, I, yeah. Dogs have four legs. They do? Therefore, all dogs have four legs. Right. No. No, because a dog could have had its leg amputated. Thank you. Yes. So you can't take the theory of, I don't see many schizophrenics with epilepsy, and I don't see many epileptics with schizophrenia, even though they're both kind of rare in the long run. I mean, how many schizophrenics are there in the world? I mean, there's quite a few. But trying to combine two diseases together, you're probably going to find it that it's hard to find. Well, <laughs> a little angry. So it's like, do all dogs have four legs? No. But when you think about it, when you ask that question. You know what, something? You want to hear what I have to think about yeah, I do. further? Yeah. Hot dogs have no fucking legs. You eat them. Do you eat them, Karen? <sighs> Lips and assholes? Bet I do. Mm, That's what hot dogs are. Lips and assholes. These are Speaking things. of lips and assholes, it's kind of like talking about a taint. <laughs> you, you are obsessed. I do. do. you get it? It's just that you're so obsessed. Well, the, Every, the taints tonight. I don't six know what degrees it is. of tainturation. <laughs> Everything comes back to the taint. Well, you know what? It's kind of, you're saying these things. That lead right back to the taint. I think they're leading back to your taint. Well, I, <laughs> not your actual. Okay, I'm gonna okay. let's just move forward. All right, here. let's, I'm, let's I'm do this. Really uncomfortable again. You'll see why in the next placebo I can't effect. Wait. Oh God. Um, na, 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 na. Shh. We don't want to give it away. <laughs> okay, so he entered into to psychiatry. Okay, so I just said how he came up with this brilliant deduction. So he reasoned that pure artificially induced epileptic convulsions would be able to cure schizophrenia. He wanted to achieve complete control and reproducible convulsions. So check out the things he tried. Okay. Camphor. Made in part from turpentine. Yep. So let's inject camphor. Camphor. (laughs) Oh, you asshole. <laughs> I just you showed know, her a picture of a tank. Yeah, you know what? And I, I knew because she had this dumb look on her face when she was looking at her phone when I was talking to her. Enough. I, I, Put it away, little sis. It's gone. Yeah, it's not. And you know what? It's not forgotten. Just like the taint. <laughs> Never forgotten. Thebian is an opiate. So, you know, they yep. do that. Yep. And then my another one of my favorites, strychnine. Strychnine. Let's use strychnine to induce seizures. So it's a poison that causes painful muscle spasms and convulsions. I uh, think that should be the number one use. Oh, well, no for kidding. Uh, pilocarpin or pilocarpin, uh, which we use in eye drops now to help dilate. Yeah. Um, and it causes headaches, hallucinations, chest pain, serious cardiac effects, and tremors and seizures. So basically, if you don't die from a heart attack... Um, or some crazy ass heart problem, cardiac yeah. problem. 
hopefully they have a seizure. Yeah, and Let's, then fingers and crossed, then maybe you'll be cured. Maybe. Yeah, and then metrazol was just like it. Again, I covered this uh, in some of the treatments that were being used in and around when they were starting to do lobotomies. Right. Uh, metrazol was originally used to help with anxiety and to somewhat study seizures. Okay. So I'll get into in a minute what he used, how he used metrazol. But anyway, he tried many combinations of these drugs with insulin. So going back to insulin oh therapy, so we'd be like, God. let's have a little camphor and some insulin. See if this works. Here's a little cocktail for you. And the monitor went, beep. <laughs> Even though live. there wasn't any. Okay, let's try some strychnine, some polycarbon, and throw on a bit of insulin for the beaties. Good measure. No beaties. No beaties. So you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, what a maniac. I, You know, I mean, I guess when you think about it, you know, a lot of these doctors and stuff had to kind of figure things out along the way i i kind of get it i i kind of get it that's where the whole talk about human medical experiments comes in like right oh my god i've had debates with people about you know like these you know i i don't agree with um it all comes down to informed consent in my brain pre-informed consent okay so i have a problem with it post-informed consent it's it's up to us right so i have a problem with testing on animals Oh, I do too. I don't agree with it. They can't give consent. They can't give consent. But what if you offered consent to uh like death row inmates? Like what if you what if you said, Hey, listen, we want to do some testing? It's kind of a matter of, you know, like you were saying about the doctors, you know, like if they can give consent, then that's up to them. Exactly. So yeah, I mean it th- we are gonna cover the subject. We should flat because out. I think there's so many different Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he injected all these experiment like drug combinations intramuscularly. Well, I can't talk. <laughs> intramuscular. In the muscle. And In the muscle. Do you know how painful it would be to probably put some, push some camphor or I don't know, um, how thick it is. Yeah. Into Jesus. your muscle. It probably rotted. I would think that they would get Guaranteed. ulcers. Yeah, yeah, of course. So that's nice. And, but it was when he used the metrazole IV, he got the results he wanted. <laughs> He said that he had a 50% improvement rate. Yeah. And of course, this was a drug that was cheaper than all the other methods. Of course. And, um, but it came at a high cost for the patient. Cheap drug. Okay. At what, at what cost, right? Yeah. What were the... So check out the side effects to this drug. This drug causes horrific and terrifying hallucinations. Uh, and very, uh, painful convulsions that sometimes were so strong that they broke bones. That's insane. Yeah, because their muscles would, yeah. Uh, yeah, like ribs and stuff like that. And um, so they decided, okay, let's try to stop these side effects. What did they use? Curare. It's a muscle paralyzing agent extracted from the South American um, native ab- aboriginals used to make poison darts and arrows. <laughs> so basically, they're like, let's use this. <laughs> Erica's pretending to blow darts um so let's use this horrible drug that creates such pain in the person and then stop the pain by using poison dart medicine or poison poison why wouldn't you want to do that i mean i think it sounds great yeah no uh, yeah i mean it's it's brilliant science isn't it i it this is crazy and i think you know instead of injecting it intramuscular why wouldn't you just inject it right into the taint I ain't doing this with you anymore, Erica. This is our last episode together. 
my taint doing this. Karen, you know, I might be good at segues, but you. <laughs> I don't know what I am. You're I'm, fucking awesome. I'm, getting, you are. I'm getting really uh, agitated. Okay, last one. Okay, go. Surgical excisions and tooth extractions. Surgical incisions? No, into- excisions. So excisions, removing okay. stuff, right? Yep. This hint is going to be an upcoming episode. I'm doing it on this psycho doctor. His name is Henry Cotton. Cotton. Yes. So I'm just going to touch on this. And then, of course, you guys will get this episode. Teeth freak me out. Yeah. So this is going to come up uh, in the New Year's. This is going to be one of the first uh, cases we're going to cover. Okay. Henry Cotton, superintendent. (laughs) He was the superintendent of the New Jersey State Hospital. So he wasn't even like just some dude. He was like the head guy. He was the head. Yeah. Head honcho. Yeah. He, the head taint, he believed that uh, mental illness, illness, my um, French Canadian is coming out. He had mental illness. <laughs> Canada. He had one, he had one because, oh my God, my grandmother's rolling in a grave, my French Canadian grandmother. Um, he believed that mental illness had one cause and one cause only, mm. or was caused by one thing only, bodily infections. Uh, they were poisoning the brain. So he felt the only treatment was to remove infections at the source. So he would start off with teeth. Okay, so tooth infection, you remove the tooth. Even though you had no sign, or maybe he felt, you know, I think everybody had stinky breath in those days. Seriously. So wait, well, did they even have toothbrushes? Like, what did they brush their teeth with? Corn? Their fingers. Corn. <laughs> like a husk, I meant. <laughs> no? What do they call those cattail things? Uh, pussy willows. <laughs> no, no, no. Those aren't pussy willows. Cattails. Cattails. They brush their teeth with that. Ear, 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 ear. Like a corn husk. Chalk? Yeah, maybe. Uh, twigs? Twigs, yeah. Okay, well, so regardless, he could probably argue that any tooth was rotten back in okay, those but days. It, okay, so the tooth was rotten. He would extract the tooth. So it, it was it he would see an infection and then extract that tooth well first of all you have to be exhibiting signs of mental illness or whatever was determined to be a mental illness right. in those days that right. was well, the 1800s late 1800s so um he would start with the the teeth and then he would move on to the tonsils <laughs> okay so now oh you know what a little tidbit just found something out i've had this like, i love her tidbits <laughs> Thought is Mary. <laughs> They're very informative. Oh, anyway, <laughs> I have a brain full of so much useless information, and I love it. And I just, I, if I hear something, I'm like, I gotta know more. Even though it's like, not tell gonna, me, it's not gonna enhance my life in any way. It might. You don't know that. Well, here, okay. So I've had this like freaking sinus infection forever and i've had sinus stuff my whole life that's what makes my voice so fabulous is this like this is basically she used to have a really high pitched voice yeah. kind of like mariah carey when yeah. mariah carey sings <laughs> basically um my whole life i've sounded like this basically this is a little kid when she was four hi yeah. i'm karen <laughs> my name's karen my name's karen um but no honestly i've had like all this like head throat whatever so i had my tonsils removed when i was 10 adenoids or just your tonsils. Yeah, and my adenoids. Yeah. My tonsils and adenoids were so bad that my teeth were like all messed up. I had to wow. get like five years of braces just to undo what that did. Little Karen with braces? <sighs> Hi, my name's Karen. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, my name's Karen. <laughs> Teacher, I know the answer to that question. They're like, 
Why do you sound like Carol Channing? Simon's <laughs> our girl sprat friend. <laughs> okay, so I had oh. to, I had to get my tonsils out. And so recently I've been going to the doctor and I'm like, okay, so where <laughs> too much information. Where they took out one of my tonsils. tonsils, they didn't close it up properly. So I've got this kind of big hole in the back of my throat. Yeah. And and it gets like really sore and stuff, right? So if I've got like a nasal infection drips into my throat, then I've got it's gross, right? But it's I'm so embarrassed by this. But it hasn't been bothering me. Karen, nobody can see your throat hole. I know, but I smell my throat hole through my nose holes. I think I'm like walking around with the death. My She's breath, not at all. My, my breath isn't that no. bad. Mostly because I have my hand over my mouth. So anyway. Um, <laughs> She's my... been talking with her hands over her mouth this whole time. This whole time. I was wondering why. <laughs> but on my right side, I'm like, it hasn't been bothering me too much. Apparently that tonsil grew back. And that's my tidbit. You have one tonsil in there? It grew back. So I have a hole where a tonsil was before, and then my tonsil grew back on my right side. So I've been kind of getting tonsillitis a bit on the, like, yeah. How does, they can grow back. Maybe they didn't take all of it out, and it, maybe I'm part lizard. I think you are. Part salamander. Yeah. Cut out the tonsil, it'll grow back. Nothing else. Hey, do you want to try my finger later and see if it grows back? I think that's a great idea. Why don't we do it live? facebook live let's see if karen's finger grows back okay um so that basically let's i that we really went off track there okay so um <laughs> yeah so but first of all you had to have what a, whatever a perceived and um mental illness, mental illness then yeah. he'd go looking for the infection so it's not like you had an infection so these people were brought to the hospital um for mental illness and then this this was their treatment yeah so after the tonsils he would move on to the spleen from the spleen, if you're a chick, he went to the uterus. Of and course. Then, and then he just went to bigger organs. <laughs> that was his, his treatment. He said that he had uh, a, a success rate of 80%. Lies. But a, but a mortality rate of 45. <laughs> so, so there's a 50-50 chance you're going <laughs> to die here. But out of that, an 80% chance that you're, that you're cured. That's absolutely insane to me. But Okay, so but he started this on his children. Yeah, which you told me this earlier. Yeah. That's disgusting. So he started doing this. So did he then diagnose his children as mentally ill? Or were he, was he using his children just as guinea pigs? I think so. I, I well, 110% guess what? think You're so. You're going to find out when we do these. Uh, do this episode. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, so this is, this is what this guy did. And I can't wait to dig in deeper with you and with these guys. You know, what I'd like to know is where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Cotton Eye Joe. What's his name? Henry Cotton. <laughs> you get it now, Karen? Where'd you come from? Where'd you go? Where'd, Where'd you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe. I've been married a long time ago. He only has one eye. Now he's one eye <laughs> Joe because he had mental illness. It's one, one of my better songs. You know, I read a meme the other day and it was about um, Lady Sees a Spider and she named him Joe. What did she name him? Cotton it's not going to be a good. Just erase this part. <laughs> okay well on that note anyway this, this is the end of our uh crazy horrible uh, this was fun i you i didn't even know so she had this list and she didn't tell me anything at all so this was just my like what my reaction was going to be yeah it, I, I i did this redid this episode although it's like i went much deeper into it than the first time and 
then I was just like, I gotta, I gotta do this with Erica. Like, this is awesome. It has to be done this way based on uh, just your reaction alone. Yeah. And you know what? I'll tell you, me and my taint are happy. That's, I just feel like ending it that's right now. That's taintastic. I'm like rubbing my forehead really hard on my microphone right now. I'm surprised you can't hear it. Okay. So on that note... Okay, you know what? what? Get it out of your system because you're never allowed to say taint, 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 taint. You done? Taint, taint. Let me know when you're finished. I'm done now. Okay, so thank you everybody <laughs> for joining us thanks, here guys. today. And thanks for, for listening. Thanks for supporting us. Come on by and join the Facebook group. It's pretty fun. And remember, you can post a story and maybe get on to the placebo effect. Placebo effect. And you know what? Um, we are actually um, just thinking of um, a name to uh, call our album that's going to be coming out in the new year. So... Talking about naming our record. Yep. This is what um, Lorraine suggested. Thanks, Lorraine. She said, I'd like to know the title of your first album. Is it going to be Red Light Blues, Medical Melodies, Hip Hop Op, or Paramedic Pop? <laughs> I kind of like the sound of Paramedic Pop. And then she said, okay, I'll stop now. Uh, don't stop. So you realize, guys, um, it's probably going to take, uh, what? What's, what's a good amount of songs for an album? I think like seven or ten or seven something. or ten. So when we hit seven or ten uh, episodes, then we'll have seven or ten songs and then we will have an album and it might just be paramedic pop. And I think you guys, um, my the, the thing I'm most excited about is um, the cover of our new album. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have so many ideas. I have so many. Uh, some is Karen- it going to be the crazy? What are we supposed to draw? The crazy angry uterus. Yes. That's going to be the cover. Or, well, I was thinking more of those outfits that you bought us. Oh, guys. But we can't talk about that okay. right now. That we have some outfits too. That is going to be the cover. Yes. All right. So uh, probably in five to six months. <laughs> well, five to six months we'll be coming out with our new album. And, so, And you can uh, not buy it at a store near you. You can listen for free. Okay. For free. <laughs> All right. So thanks for joining us and take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Be kind and rewind and all that fun all stuff. That fun stuff and peace. Peace. True crime and it gets none realer. Sometimes it'll be the cure that'll kill you. Gotta watch out. Yeah, you gotta watch your back. Cause you don't wanna be another episode on stat. Thank you for tuning in. Learn a thing or two. These medical mysteries can be unbelievable. Yeah. Subscribe. Make sure you do that so you'll be tuned in and be ready for the next show. Stat. <laughs>